And welcome back to Top Cheddar Sports. Uh, I am Brett. I am joined today by Spencer. Hello. And returning to Top Cheddar after a long hiatus, uh, Will. How's it going? Good to hear both of your voices. Um, Victor is not with us today. And Good likely, riddance. <laughs> and likely won't be next week either. Um, so he is just taking some time off. And um, we don't have a ton to talk about today. Um, I think we will start with... Uh, let's, start, let, let's start with baseball, since we've been angry yeah. about baseball for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, take it away. All right. Cool. Yeah, so uh, it's not going to come to uh, anybody's surprise that there's another positive COVID test in the MLB. This time it was the Reds. So the NL Central just seems to be having um, some issues. A lot of uh, a lot of team schedules are getting thrown off thanks to thanks to good old COVID nineteen. Um, so yeah, uh, not a whole lot has come out about you know what caused it. Uh, we don't know if. At least I haven't seen if like a player broke protocol. I only saw that it was one positive test. Um, so still a lot of unknowns there, but I just find it, you know, extremely interesting uh, that, you know, with the case of the Marlins and the uh, Cardinals, both of those teams technically broke uh, protocol. Uh, Cardinals, it's believed that they didn't get it from going to the casino, but like that seems like a pretty obvious, you know, uh, suspect, I guess, right. to, to yeah. how they got it. Uh, but with the Reds, we haven't like heard anything about them breaking protocol. And to me, that's just like, this just perpetuates the fact that, you know, you don't necessarily have to break protocol to get COVID. Like you can be going about your normal day-to-day life. And even if you're quarantining and stuff, like you somehow come into contact with somebody or something, you know, you're, you end up, you know, catching it. And then it just spreads through, the entire clubhouse. Um, so I'm not surprised, uh, Brett, I'm sure with how much we've been talking about, it, you're not surprised. Will, uh, not at all. Been following baseball and the, the tragedy of the league that it is, I'm sure you're not surprised. Um, it, no, it just seems like at this point, it's just the revolving door of, you know, yeah. what team's going to have an outbreak. Uh, yeah. Whenever the Marlins thing first hit, I think everyone was freaked out a little bit. Uh, thinking that, you know, the season just got underway and now we're going to have to cancel it because it's clearly not working. But the MLB seems to just kind of just shrugging off every one of Mm -hmm. these outbreaks. I mean, you know, thankfully no players had some like serious complications yet, but uh, it just seems to be, you know, business as usual for the MLB. They're just like, all right, well, we're going to wait it out a little bit and then cram in a bunch of double headers with seven innings, which (laughs) is, I mean, I guess I guess it's working. I mean, it's definitely strange, but if anything, the MLB has definitely proven that the bubble is the way to go. You know, you know the NBA and the NHL have had zero tests, and it kind of makes you think of what the NFL is going to do. But yeah, it's just it's it's been crazy with the MLB. Yeah, yeah. sure. I think the yeah. the key word that you said was uh, no players have had serious complications yet, but we obviously know that like nobody's really safe from this, you know, 
obviously the younger you are, the like more healthy you are, the less likely you are to have the serious complications, but that doesn't mean you're, you're absolutely immune. And um, I don't know if it'll take a player actually having, you know, serious issues with it or, or literally every team having an outbreak for this season to stop, but chances are it's uh, not going to stop. Yeah. And well, I'm glad you brought up the the point of the bubbles because going along with what Spencer said, you know, the Reds probably didn't do anything that broke protocol, but I think it goes back to, like we said earlier, you know, just the fact that you're traveling to different cities, you're still traveling from city to city. There's always a chance you're going to catch it. And yeah, I mean, the NFL plans to do the same thing. So, and that's a much more contact sport as well, bigger rosters. So it really does beg the question of, is the NFL going to run into the same problems? And my guess will be yes. Yes, they will. I mean, I guess the one benefit to the NFL is the fact that, like, you know, they like baseball, you're traveling, like, constantly. But NFL, you know, you have a home stretch or whatever. You have a couple of games. Right. At or a couple of weeks. Week. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even still, like, you're still travel, like, because there, there's no sort of, like, you're traveling all over the place. So, I don't know. doesn't really, doesn't yeah, really seem like it's going to work out. You can't really – can't. I don't think you can do a bubble for the NFL. No. I don't think that's feasible. Yeah. The only way yeah, maybe a bubble per division, but even then, um, it becomes difficult because like, you're playing outside your division. Yeah, what, are you going to play the same three teams over and over again? Right. So it's it's definitely definitely going to be interesting to see what the NFL does. For sure. Yeah, I, I don't think they've I don't think they've banned fans yet. I think they're going to require a mask and have them sign a waiver. So I mean, not like the players have much contact with fans, but it's just it's definitely interesting how the NFL is kind of. It just seems like they're acting like it'll just be business as usual. But, you know, the MLB is kind of showing that it's going to be very difficult to to go that route. Yeah, I mean, baseball is not even doing this business as usual. You know, like this is a really, really weird built season and it's it still has its issues. So yeah. it's still a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute disaster. And going back, I guess, a couple weeks ago when we made our bets of which team would have the next outbreak. um, None of us guessed the Reds, but I'm going to say I, I won that because I was closest because I said Pirates, and that's the team they were playing. There um, you go. So it wouldn't surprise me if over the next couple of days maybe we see a positive test from the Pirates. Um, but regardless, I was close closest, I think. So I'm going to take the cake on that one. I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll let you take it. Thank you, Spencer. I said the Dodgers, so I was well off. I believe Victor said the Braves. Yes, I think you're right. Interesting you choice. Yeah. Um, and so I'll ask I'll ask you guys again this week. Um, outside of the Reds, who do you think the next team will be? Um, let's see. So the the Cardinals just got done playing a series against the White Sox. So I been watching the White Sox play and I've realized that they've got a lot of young guys on that team. So that's kind of the way I went with like choosing the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have enough of a veteran presence. So I'm going to choose the White Sox and plus that'll mess up 
the Cardinals because they'll have to quarantine again. So their schedule is going to get even more fucked up. <laughs> All right, good guess. Another central team as well, which seems to be the worst division. Yeah, that makes sense. And well, have a. I'm th- I'm thinking like a Baltimore team to do it because they're pretty young too, and um, they play in the East, which has a lot of problems. And also, it just seems fitting that. Uh, Baltimore, after being so bad for so many years, and then it's finally looking like good that they would kind of uh, hit a wall like that. So I would, I would take Baltimore. I like it. <laughs> um, I'll 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 stick with the Pirates for my guess. Um, which, yeah, which might be cheating because they did just play the Reds, but I don't really <laughs> care. I'm going to stick with them. Um, I like it. All right, so let's jump on over to uh, the NHL and talk that hockey a little bit. Um, I think the, I think the last time we recorded, none of the series had started, right? I believe you're correct. We yes, had the matchup set, but none had actually yep. started. Um, okay, so over the past week, then there's been a lot of games. We're pretty deep into these series now at this point. Um. Will, I'm going to let you kind of talk about, is there any series that has surprised you so far or any player that has really caught your eye that you think is kind of breaking out or anything like that? Um, I think I think a series that would surprise everybody at this point and not just me would be the Islanders taking a 3 nothing lead over the Capitals. Um, I could definitely have – I have a feeling of um, the Islanders uh, taking it to 7 we're pulling it out, but I didn't think that, that would come out this strong. And the Capitals have just looked so, so flat and boring ever since they got to Toronto. That's true. That, that you know, they might sneak out game four, maybe even game five, but I think they're just toast at this point. And the Islanders, they're looking really fast. They're a young team for the most part, but overall they're looking very good. And I think they're going to pull that out against the Capitals, which might be surprising. Um, a very unsurprising thing would be the Golden Knights taking a three nothing lead over the Blackhawks. Um, Vegas just looks scary good so far this so far this postseason. You know they swept the round robins. Now they're taking it to the Blackhawks, which is not a very good team. Um, but Ole Mata has three goals this postseason, which I just would congratulate him on that. Yes. Um, also, I'm a little surprised that uh, Vancouver is up 2 nothing against the Blues. The Blues looked average in the round robins, and Vancouver kind of struggled a little bit in the qualifiers. But I, now that the Penguins are out, I'm a Vancouver Canucks fan. Sorry, Brett. I know you love the Flames. But uh, it's nice to see that young talent. I think Bo Horvat's looking really good. I think he had a hat trick the other night. Um, they're holding it down defensively. So... You know, I, I'm i all about the Canucks right now. Hey, um, I'm good that, with that. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, nothing surprising. The Canadians really took it to the Flyers the other night, beating them 5 nothing. But I think uh, after the Flyers kind of waltzed through the round robin and what took game one, I think it's going to be kind of sobering for them. So I think, you know, that might be fun <laughs> that the Canadians got one from the Flyers. But I think they're going to come back pretty heavy-handedly in games three and four. Other than that, nothing really surprising. Um, 
I think the Tampa Bay Columbus series is pretty interesting. Columbus got game two, you know, game one went to five overtimes. Uh, I don't, I think Columbus may be able to pull out one more game, but I think I'll take the lightning at six, maybe even five. Um, also Tuka Rask stepping down mm-hmm. for the rest of the postseason. That's very interesting. And going into the playoffs, I thought Boston, you know, barring a complete choke was, you know, Stanley cup finals bound again. Right. And they, they kind of struggled in the round robins, but I thought, you know, they're just taking a second to get back into it. You know, Pasternak's dealing with some things. Um, but now it kind of is, you know, there's a duality to it that I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, there's no way Boston's taking it to them. Um, I think that they could, you know, lose to the hurricanes, you know, even if they beat them, they'll lose the next round. But then Halak looked really, really good last night. The team overall seemed to respond. Um, pretty well so i'm not writing them off yet but it is definitely that is the team to watch very carefully to see how they respond with tuka out yes i'm glad you brought up tuka um because that was kind of out of nowhere at least for me i mean i know i know he has i believe i believe his wife is pregnant back home um so he wanted to leave to be with her but this comes right after he made some controversial comments after their game two loss um the reporter asked him basically you know how how was the intensity out there and like how how are you responding to that and he flat out said well it doesn't feel like a playoff atmosphere at all these feel like exhibition games which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um right then and then he follows it up with leaving so a lot of people are um not too too happy with him right now but i completely understand why you know you would want to leave the bubble i'm never gonna any player that opts out in any of these leagues i'm not gonna judge at all um their human beings and their health comes first but um it is it is you're right it is interesting now moving forward and especially if halak uh comes up with some sort of injury you know then you're down to your third string goalie and it's really going to be um difficult on this team i think yeah i i agree i don't think you know i know it doesn't help that rask plays for boston and they have uh let's call them the most passionate fans <laughs> but um yeah i don't i don't think yeah you can't blame the guy at all i mean i you can't blame anyone who steps down at this point but i don't think rask uh, you know those comments you could you could attribute that to um, him being critical of his teammates. You can attribute that to the lack of fans. You know, people might get angry and say, you know, we lost because you were treating it like an exhibition game. But overall, you just, you know, you can't be too hard on that kind of guy or that kind of decision. Tuka Rass has been nothing but good for Boston and the Bruins in general. And it's just, you know, if he needs to go home and be with his family, you know, so be it. Uh, I think the Bruins... I think the Bruins will be just fine. Spencer, you live in Boston. What's your take? And what are they saying out there about it? Um, I know that some of the people I'm uh, working with were um, pretty upset. And I think the fear of uh, elimination started to kind of creep into their heads. They played poorly in the, like you guys said, like in the, in the round robin. Um 
And uh, I think already people were starting to maybe get a little nervous that they weren't just like fully up to speed. Um, and I think losing a guy like Tuca, um, like you said, well, you know, he's done a lot for them. Uh, yeah. You start to kind of, that those, those thoughts start to creep into your mind. Do you guys think that like Boston's good though? Like, do you think that they'll, they'll, they'll actually maintain and then be able to come up and win this series and keep on, keep on moving? Like, well, you said that easily Stanley cup final aspirations. Yes. Still, or. Well, I, not so much. I think, I think the Bruins definitely have um, the benefit of having what I think to be one of the best backups in the league. Um, Halak was, you know, he was, you know, kind of B grade, C plus grade starting goaltender for the Blues a bunch of years ago. And he's kind of bounced around, but um, no matter where he goes, he's been a very, very solid backup goaltender. He's, you know, Every few games he goes out there and he gets a one goal allowed win or he gets a few shutouts in the season. So I think they definitely have um, the benefit of having that kind of backup goaltender to put out there. But like Brett said, you know, if he gets hurt, you know, who are you down Mm -hmm. to? The third string goaltender is just there for fun Um, is now all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) thrown into the net for a team that really wanted to win the Stanley Cup this year and really thought that they – you know, had the best chance to win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, if, but I think if Hawks stays healthy and the Bruins start to pick up a little bit of momentum, like they struggled in the round robin, but now they're up two to one in the series. Um, it was, ve- I thought since they won game three after that, that news broke, Hawk went out there and played very well um, that we can absolutely cannot write them off yet. They're still a very, very good team. But if the Hurricanes could have pulled out game three and took a 2-1 lead, I would have written off the Bruins. Because I think at that point, um, you know, doubt creeps into their heads. Um, you know, that's that's a lot on the shoulders of Halak all of a sudden. But since they pulled out game three, I think, you know, they still got a very, very good chance. I, I agree. Game three was huge for them, um, given that news. If you drop that, you know, it, it just puts doubt in the mental aspect of the game really becomes a challenge for the Bruins. But the fact that they won that, and I mean, we all know, like you said, Halak's a great backup. We all know they can still win with Halak. Um, but proving that to everybody in game three was huge for them. But to answer your question, Spencer, I'm not so sure. Um, even with Rask, I thought this was going to be a tough series for them. It's kind of a really unfortunate draw. Um you know, losing those round robin games, having to drop to the four seed and face a Hurricanes team that's really, in my opinion, on the cusp of breaking out. I don't think it'll be this year. Uh, they did make the Eastern Finals last year, but it's soon. This is a good, good young team that's really on the verge of something special. So it's going to be a tough series either way. Um, but yeah, I think winning game three, I do still have Boston sneaking this out, probably in seven. Um but they're the best team in the league for a reason. And, um, uh, well, yeah, you also noted the Blues being down 2-0. Um, I think big part of that is Jordan Bennington, who I don't want to say it's all on him because it's not, but that's a guy who bailed them out all last year in the playoffs. Um, 
really a huge reason as to why they won the cup. And he just has not been the same Jordan Bennington so far. Um, so do you make a switch in net? I think you have to down 2-0. I think you have to at least to get your team's attention and try to find some sort of jolt. I think you have to make a switch here. Um, yes, and I think, like you said, Bennington has looked quite flat. Um, sometimes this happens. Uh, I've seen a lot of goalies have absolutely great postseasons and then come up very flat the next. Um, you know, it's happened to Flurry. Um, if you remember Anti Niemi, he won a Stanley Cup with oh, the yeah. Bucks and then did not look good the next year. Um, but yeah, I think going down 2 0, you know, after you go down 3 0, it's too late. So I think now might be a good chance. I know Jake Allen's played and I know he looked good. I think his, I, I think he's played two games and he only gave up one or two. I, I don't have the stats in front of I me, but he- I think. He played the one uh, round robin game, and, and that was the only game they won in the round robins. Yeah, so I think. Yeah. So what what would that make Bennington? Zero and five now. Zero and four in in the postseason. Yeah, so I I I would agree with you know I would agree with it both ways because Bennington did get you the cup last year pretty much, but I would also agree with you know putting in Jake Allen and trying to. Um, get a jolt in that blues team that so clearly needs it. Uh, yeah. So Spencer, any final thoughts? I was just going to bring back up the the blues and the fact that they're down too well. I mean, you see some of these other series, you pointed out the Islanders already three Oh, uh, black Knights or golden Knights, excuse me, three Oh. Um, do you think that the blues can, can pull this off still? I mean, I feel like two zero. You still, you still have hope there. Um, do 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 you see them pulling it off over the Canucks, or do you think the Canucks are are moving on? Well, you can take this first. <laughs> well, the Blues are still a very very good team, right? Um, so it's and the Canucks are very very young and have very little experience in the postseason. So I don't. I think the Blues will pull it out tonight if. You know, if I was betting on it, but I would not be surprised at all if the Canucks take a three nothing lead and just kind of ride out the rest of the series. So I don't know. They're in a very tough spot and they just have not looked very good. So I don't know. It's kind of 50 50 with me. We'll find out tonight, though. Yeah, um, this is a must win, obviously, for obvious reasons for them tonight. Um, If. If they don't win, obviously, I think they lose. If they do win, I mean, coming into this series, I had Blues in six. That's obviously looking like a long shot. What they really just need is somebody to step up, somebody to be a hero, really put the team on their back tonight, um, you know, score a goal or two, set up another, and just will this team to a victory. And I think once the Blues get, you know, one game back here, um, we might start seeing the St. Louis Blues that we saw last year a little more. It, it's it's all a confidence mm-hmm. thing, and they just don't have any right now. Um, but I don't think it's over. But we could we could legitimately see uh, both Stanley Cup final participants of last year out in the first round this year. It's it's possible. That'd be crazy. Very real possibility. Yeah, definitely. You've seen it before. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
with that, I guess, uh, the last thing to discuss for this week would be the NBA playoff matchups, which are now set and starting on Monday, the 17th. So tomorrow when we're recording this, today once it's published. Um, Spencer, I'll, uh, I'll walk through, I guess, like the, the East matchups. If sure. you want to handle the West and then we can each just, I guess, touch on one series that kind of sticks out to us, one or two. Does that, does that mm-hmm. sound good, guys? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, so in the East, the Bucks obviously are the one seed. They had that clinched before the pause even. Um, they face the eight-seeded Orlando Magic. Um, the 4-5 then is the Indiana Pacers finish as the 4 and the Miami Heat the 5. Of course, there's no home court, so that doesn't matter anyways. And then the 3-6 is the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. And the 2-7 would be Toronto Raptors versus the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so let's stop there. Does anything jump out to anyone there specifically? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for uh, the 4-5 and five matchup. The Pacers and the Heat, I think, is going to be uh, – I think that, that matchup will be hard fought, and I think that will be fun to watch. And I'm also, as a Sixers fan, obviously excited to watch the Sixers and the Celtics because I feel like that's actually a pretty good draw for us. Um, I agree. The Celtics are a much better team on paper, especially if we don't have Simmons. Um, but that being said, we, uh, as two teams, always seem to have each other's number in like the weirdest scenarios. So us being the underdogs in this situation, um, it's kind of a win-win. Like if we lose, it's like we were the underdogs, but... There's, I feel good. I feel confident about. Um, we can cover our know, ass if we lose. We're the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, I honestly, I kind of like our odds to to be, you know, to to sound like a lunatic almost, uh, because that Celtics team is good. But um, you know, t- uh, Toby's been great for us this this entire uh, startup. Um, you know. Who knows what Horford's going to do? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I did some research on this. We did go three and one against Boston in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, one and one on the road, two and zero at home. Of course, we did have Ben Simmons for all of those, and um, Joel Embiid popped off in every single game against the Celtics this year um, because they really don't have anyone who can guard him. And that's, I think, going to be the key to this series is if Embiid can step up and kind of put the team on his back and um, steal a few games here for the Sixers. Uh, it's definitely possible. Like you said, I I think we kind of lucked out with this in a weird way because um, rivalry series in general, you know, could they're kind of a coin flip when the two teams hate each other. And I just don't think we would have matched up well against Miami or um, Toronto obviously. So yeah. Um, That's one for me as well, obviously as a Sixers fan too. Another one is Toronto, Brooklyn is interesting to me. Um, Toronto is obviously a heavy favorite, but this Brooklyn team, I mean, we even saw it. I mean, they had playoff experience last year. They got that under their belt. So they're going to be more prepared this year. And they're just a chippy, grindy kind of, 
pest of a team that doesn't ever go away. Um, now, Kyrie Irving, I I know had some injury problems. I think he's healthy for this. Spencer, correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know what? I don't know about Kyrie. He thinks the he thinks the Earth's flat. So who knows with him? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they. I mean, basically, you have what you have here is essentially the same team, but you get rid of Jared Dudley and you add Kyrie Irving. Um, so I think this. <laughs> I don't think the Nets will win, but I think this could be a longer series. Um, something to watch for that two seven. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I understand everything you're saying, but uh, when you say about like the Nets being the kind of like a, a pesky little team, um, the Toronto Raptors have the biggest pest in the entire NBA, and his name is Kyle Lowry, and I right. fucking hate him. Yeah, he is terrible. But geez, like, who would have thought that the Raptors after losing? Kawhi Leonard we're gonna still be you know the number two this year I definitely did not have them I had them as the sixth seed I believe before yeah started. um yeah. and freaking little bitch boy Kyle Lowry I keep hating on him and he keeps uh he keeps coming up big for them uh they've definitely like worked well together uh that that entire team is still just a unit uh, as a whole and I don't know. I that's that's kind of why I just kind of see them maybe just kind of rolling over the nets, and obviously Milwaukee, same same deal with Orlando. Well, um, is there a series or two that sticks out for you? Or do you agree with everything we said? Uh, pretty much agree with everything you said. Um, uh, I think Toronto will handle Brooklyn no problem. I think Miami's going to pull out against Indiana. You know, Milwaukee's going to roll over the Magic, but. Boston and Philadelphia is going to be an interesting series because, I mean, obviously the Sixers are limping into the playoffs, you know, without Simmons, but I think they're deeper than they were last year. And like you said, they match up well. They went three and one in the regular season. Um, and Bead, I think, is going to have – if if his hand is okay, then I think the Sixers have, have definitely a good chance of pulling out in like seven. I like that, Will. I like that prediction. Thank you. <laughs> All uh, right. Spencer, the West? Yeah. So over in the West, the one and eight is the Lakers, obviously, as the number one against the uh, Trailblazers, your number eight. Uh, Blazers had to had that play-in game against Memphis. The West was definitely a lot crazier with um, the eight games leading in. Uh, the Suns went eight and zero and needed Portland to lose to the Nets, and they were able to. The uh, uh, Blazers, I think, won the game by one because Damian Lillard just kept popping off. Um, so yeah, Trailblazers won the the playing game again because of Dame. Uh, the four and the five is the Rockets against the Thunder, which is the Thunder as the number five. I think is definitely shocking. Um, then you've got Denver against Utah, three and the six, and then two and the seven is the Clippers against the Mavericks. I definitely think the West as a whole is going to be a lot of good basketball, and I'm really excited to watch, I think, every single one of those matchups, honestly. I agree, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned I, – I, well, didn't Damian Lillard hit like 10 three-pointers in that game against Brooklyn? He was absolutely disgusting. He hit some of the most ridiculous shots I think I've ever seen. Like, we're talking, like, when LeBron first came into the league and was just chucking up, like, 
the deepest threes and they were they were hitting um like jimmery with like yeah yeah exactly steph curry with his stupid like threes that he takes and dame was just yeah he just couldn't miss it, it was insane he hit one that it hit like the back of the rim it bounced up and just like floated up there for a little bit brett you and i know what that feels like to watch that ball just i kind of hang in stop, the air. don't even why would you bring <laughs> up that memory and then it just oh dropped my God. right in it just dropped right in i was like this dude cannot miss right now he's he he is out for blood and he's gonna make the playoffs and there you have it. They're the eight seed. Here I am having a pretty relaxing Sunday, and <laughs> I, I get on the phone with Spencer, and he brings up the freaking shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. I lost. But yeah, I think I lost the, my the entire phone. the entire West is. Uh, I mean, like just looking at all of it, right? Like, so the Lakers against the Trailblazers, uh, with how well Dame's been playing, you know, I don't think. I don't think the Blazers are going to win, but, you know, I think they may scare the Lakers a little bit with a couple of games. Um, You know, Rockets OKC is probably the one that, for me, is, like, the weird one because they're the four and the five, so you would think that would be the hardest-fought one, but I'm not really so sure there. Uh, But the Thunder definitely have been impressive, and Chris Paul can maybe try and get some revenge on the Rockets. So, you know, I'm definitely down to watch some of that. Um, but like Denver and Utah, like the, those two teams, I think kind of like match up well against one another in terms of like, you know, good basketball. And then who doesn't want to see Luka Doncic in the playoffs? Uh, dude's so much fun to watch. And so I can't wait to see him give the Clippers a run for their money for a couple of games. Well, <laughs> come back to me. Um, I am definitely looking forward to the Lakers Portland series. Just you know, like we we know that Portland won't be able to pull it out, but it's been really fun watching Damian Lillard play in the bubble. So it would be nice. I think Spencer said to see Portland scare the Lakers with it, pulling out a game, maybe two, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, the Lakers are too stacked to lose to a you know under five hundred team like that. Um. I think Houston, Oklahoma City is definitely very interesting. Uh, but I think uh, Houston's deeper, so I think they're going to pull it out. I think it will be close, maybe six or seven. Um, Denver, Utah, I think is very interesting. I think it could go either way. And then the Clippers, I think, will pull it out pretty easily. I think maybe five, maybe six tops uh, against Dallas. I really am looking forward to seeing uh, the Joker versus Gobert in that Denver-Utah matchup. Two, like, I mean, two top five centers in the league easily um, going at each other. That's going to be great. And then, yeah, you mentioned Chris Paul maybe getting revenge on the Rockets. Also, Russell Westbrook, who I think is going to miss the first couple of games. Um, But he's facing his old team, too. Um, So... That part will be fun in that series. I don't think – I disagree with both of you. I don't think Portland's even going to take a single game in that Lakers series. Although – You don't think one? I don't even think one. I think Dame will wow. continue to pop off, but ultimately mm-hmm. there's just no help. Um, not to take anything away from, like, McCollum and, you know, but I I just don't think there's enough there. The Lakers, like Will said, are just too stacked. I don't even see them conceding a game. Um However, I think the Mavericks have a good chance to go make it six or seven. 
against a Clippers team that is my pick to win the finals. Um, but Luca has been playing at an MVP level since the restart. And, um, you know, I, I just can't see Paul George or Pat Beverly or anybody, even Kawhi, being able to stop him defensively. Um, so that, that's going to be really interesting, I think, in that series. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch Luca play. I always love watching him play. He's always smiling, and he's just always having a good time. Um, but, like, damn, he is just so freaking good, too. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely think, uh, you know, the Clippers are uh, obviously a really, really good team. And, yeah, I think they definitely uh, have their eyes on on the finals for sure. But, um you know, I, I could see Dallas, you know, giving them a run for their money. But, you know, late in the game, the Clippers are able to hold on. Um, there's, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they're they're going to have a pretty good shot at the finals. Um, so, I guess now real quick before we wrap up here, what is everyone's way too early finals prediction for playoff start? As in who the two teams in the finals going to be? Yep, and who's going to win? Just got the bracket in front of you, right? Uh, all right, I'll take um, Clippers over Bucks. Oh, okay. Hmm. Spencer, you need more time. Yeah, I gotta think about this. I gotta really think about this. I'll, I'll go. Um, I will take the Clippers over the Raptors. Kawhi getting a little okay. revenge on his team he left. I guess it's not really revenge. It's not like they. He's <laughs> just rubbing it in their face, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Giving them a giant middle mm. finger, you know. I'm gonna go. Jeez, oh, I want to be weird here. I want to be like really weird. Oh, so uh, jazz, because... o- jazz over the Pacers, huh? I think I'm gonna go Pacers over the Nuggets. Pace... <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the Pacers. No, I'm the gonna final. go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh... Fuck! It's it's really gonna it's who do I think Lakers or Clippers? So I'm gonna say Lakers over. I don't want to just take two number ones though. I just don't want to. I just don't want to see Toronto in the finals again. I don't either. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go Lakers over Boston. Okay, that's fair. We're gonna that see would, an old that would be a great LA series. Boston. Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. That um also th- this second round matchup potentially of uh, Houston and the Lakers could be really fun too. Just looking at really? it now, that... I don't know. I just I hate James Harden. I do too. So, but like, I don't think any basketball that he plays, any basketball game that he plays in, can possibly be fun. I just mean more so their <laughs> their small ball strategy where they don't play a center versus Anthony Davis. It's going to be really weird and interesting to see how that unfolds. I think for sure, for uh, sure, if it happens. But anyways, um, cool. Any final thoughts? Uh, oh, wait, I, I did want to touch on one more thing. Um, so in the Champions League, they're in the quarterfinal stage right now. I know you two don't follow, but um, they are in the quarterfinals, and Manchester City uh, has been eliminated as of yesterday by Lyon. And to put this into perspective how big of an upset this is, uh, Lyon was plus like 600 or something like that coming into this. Um, and City lose 3-1 to one to them in the knockout round. So for the third straight year now, they've been eliminated in the quarterfinals. Um, 
which is a huge deal for them and a massive, massive disappointment. I also saw a fun stat that Leon Stryker, they bought for like $750,000. And um, he, he scored twice against a Manchester City defense that combined they paid over $200 million for. Um, so that was a fun little stat too. But yeah, just David beats Goliath and just a really bad look for City. Um, so I just wanted to make note of that. Congrats to Leon. They moved to the semis. Um, four teams remain now. It is PSG, Leon. Ooh, I'm going to forget now. Atletico, I believe. Atletico Madrid. And um, I think the last team's Real Madrid. So those are your final four. Um, in the Champions League. Man City is the team that we talked about not too long ago. They were the ones that like had the ban, right? Right, but that got yeah, that got overturned, like lifted and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is like even sweeter for like soccer fans, right? Like, I was I was happy to see it, um, for sure. Yeah, it, it's just it's always fun seeing an upset like that when you don't really care who wins, but like mm-hmm. to see a major upset still, it's pretty cool. Kind of like UMBC when they beat Virginia, like. I didn't care who oh, that was, was awesome, but that was still that super was cool to see. Are you choosing to sneak it in while Vic's not here? <laughs> oh, we would have snuck it. We would have definitely snuck it in, even if he was. <laughs> I'm just curious to see if he's going to listen to this, so we'll know if he. If I get an angry text, we'll know if he uh, listened to this or not. So there's um, a couple more things. Uh, yeah, Virginia lost to UMBC, a 16 seed, also <laughs> one of the best teams in NHL history. The Tampa Bay Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's a good uh, last year. In the, in the first in the first round. So that was that was just for Vic. That's, yeah. a, that's also Italian cuisine. Italian cuisine isn't that good. <laughs> also true. Also Chef Boyardee's <laughs> sales are declining massively. They might go bankrupt. So that's another good riddance. That's another, <laughs> another fun one. And um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the ups all the all the breaking news here on Top Cheddar Sports. Um, any other notes from anything at all from you, gentlemen? I don't uh, think so. Nothing for me. All right. Well, then, with that, thank you all for listening to Top Chatter Sports, where we do not discriminate against any cheese. Uh, we we are while we are Top Chatter Sports, all cheeses matter, and all dairy products you should support as well. Support your local businesses um, and. On the Beer League Bench Talk.